Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Have a seat. If you want to tell somebody around you, I need a Red Sea Road. <laughs> so if this, uh, that's your song, uh, then this is also your service. Uh, this service is for everybody who's you know, standing on the cusp of something. This service is for everyone who is standing on the banks. You, know, you can see the, the promised land, so to speak, over there. Which, uh, there's just a flooding river between you and that, and you're not sure h- how you would get there. This morning's for everybody who's in debt, um, and it's just become crippling, and it's time to do something different, and you don't know what that would be. This morning's for um, everyone who's, you know, thinking about having kids, maybe starting a family. That, that sounds scary. Um, this morning's for everyone who's in addiction, and if you're not at rock bottom, you know, you can feel it rushing up at you. And it's time to do something new. Um, maybe this morning's for everybody who's uh, finished school. And what comes next? Is it more school? Are we talking about jobs now? And all the mystery of that. This morning's for everyone um, who is uh, thinking about retiring. Is it time to cross over into that stage of life? For everyone who's thinking about dating, is it time to be out there? Or on the opposite end of the relationship world, who's thinking about maybe there's a breakup coming. You've been thinking about these things for a while. Um, this morning's for everyone who's, you just know it's time to let go of this, this thing that you've been hanging on to for way too long. Or that it's time to face something that you've been avoiding facing for a long time. This is for everyone who's standing on the bank spiritually. I mean, maybe it's time to become a follower of Jesus. You know, maybe all the questions aren't answered, but enough. Maybe it's time to make our way to him. Or you're a follower of Jesus, but you've never really been serious about your faith. You have no spiritual disciplines. You do not know the scriptures. You're like, it's time for me to actually become active in this. Uh, Some of you know those things very well, but you're not part of the mission of the church. Perhaps it's time to take the gifts God has given you to build his church and use them to build his church. Man, there's still that that flooding river, right? This is where Israel was. We're studying the book of Joshua um, this morning, and we're just going to start in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. So they escaped from slavery in Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, literally. That's what the song was about. Then they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they couldn't figure out how to follow God into the promised land. But now they're at the banks of the Jordan, but the person who's been leading them for 40 years just died, Moses. So now God calls Joshua and says, you're going to finish this mission and lead these people across this river into this promised land. And they're, they're scared. It's scary what's over there. Just like it's scary for you. It's scary if you're in debt to think about 
tightening the belt and making sacrifices and changing all of our values about money and possessions. And, and if you're, you're married, you know, will, will your spouse even go along with this? You know, is agreement on that one of the main things? It's scary. It's scary if you're finished with school and you're thinking about, you know, if it's more school, now we got entrance exams and declaring a major. What would that even be? Uh, which school? Do I have to move away from home? If you're past all that and you're thinking about jobs, that's equally scary. You know, do you, how are you going to quit where you're working now? And are you going to do resumes and interviews and what, how's health insurance happen and how far are you willing to move and, and scary, scary questions. I'm starting a family, having kids, you know, nurseries and doctors and adoptions and fertility issues. And, you know, is this even the right house for kids? Is this even the right car for kids, are we going to keep the cat? You know, it's just, um, it's, uh, it's scary. It's scary. Um, addiction. You know, every testimony you've read about people who have, have been set free from what is entrapping you, they said you can't do this alone. You're going to have to take this journey with other people. And you've been praying for years that that wouldn't have to be true for you because you don't know how you could do that and you don't know who you would talk to. But I'll, I'll just tell you from experience, the same thing all those testimonies said, you can't do it alone. You're going to have to do that with other people. So now we're talking about 12-step meetings and confessions and, and accountability, and that's very scary. Retirement is scary. How do you, you know, is it time? Have you planned well? Can you really do whatever that is? A dating or breaking up, either one, scary stuff in that territory, either to put yourself out there or to pull back to it just being you again for a time and, you know, rejecting someone or being rejected. And, of course, the torturous, torturous waiting and waiting and waiting for someone who's just not a complete weirdo to come along. <laughs> and not to know that you're a complete weirdo. <laughs> um, scary. It's scary. Scary to let go of that thing you've been hanging on to. Scary to face that thing that you've been avoiding. Scary to think about following Jesus when all your questions aren't really answered. It's scary to think about becoming serious about your faith and making changes. It's it's, it's scary, especially if you have church scars, to think about becoming highly involved in a church again. So you're scared just like they were scared. Everybody's scared at the edge of the promised land. When they were afraid, this is what the Lord said to Joshua. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore their ancestors I would give them. You know, I originally was going to call this uh, series, Take This Land. And then I read the passage, and that's not what he's saying at all. You know, he's not saying, like, there's going to be a big fight and sharpen your swords and get your shields. He's kind of saying, here you are. I'm going to give you this land. Everywhere you go, I've already given it to you. In fact, the Hebrew verb is, I'm inheriting it to you. 
Like a long time ago, this was put down that this would be yours and now someone's going to pass away and you're going to inherit it. What an amazing promise to be given a homeland. So as far as I know, you and I have no uh, promise to a promised land coming to us. I wish, but, uh, but we don't have that exact promise. That promise is for the Israelites. But we have our own promises. If I go forward a thousand years into the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, uh, Jesus is talking, and here's his promise for you and me. He says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Just like the Israelites, seek first the kingdom of God, and I'll give you these things you need. Do you know as a church, we also have a promise like that? If I just go forward just 10 chapters, Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church and all the power of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. If you will say as a church, you are the Messiah, Jesus, the son of the living God, the gates of hell will not come against you, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What a great promise. So if we, the church, are being given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and, and if we as people are being given everything that we need, and if the Israelites are being given the promised land, then why do they have to be told to be strong and courageous? It kind of just sounds like, you know, open up your hands and receive. What's to be strong and courageous about? It's not for a fight. There's been no talk of that yet. Let's see what it is. Let's go back and pick that up and see what it is. We're back in uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Okay, so be strong to lead for Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Be strong and courageous to follow the instructions Moses gave you. That's what it's going to take courage for them to do while they're waiting for God's promise to obey the word that Moses has given them. Now, back then, the Bible was only about that big. But he said, follow what's in there, and you will be successful in all you do. Because there's things in here that will guide them. 
into this new land. And there's things in here that will guide us. There's absolutely words in the Bible about debt and changing values about money and all of that stuff. More words about that than anything else in the list. Um, there's absolutely words in here about career and school and purpose of life you know, decisions. There's absolutely words in here about having kids and family and being a family. There are certainly words in here about how to be free from addiction and you know, uh, re retirement and using the gifts God's given you in a new season of life. There are words in here about dating and breaking up and the values we wanna have for that. There are awesome words in here about letting go of things you cling to and facing things that you avoid. There are words in here, of course, about following Jesus, about being serious about our faith and growing in it, about using the gifts God's given us to build his church. So these instructions all put us in a place where God can give us his promises. What happens is if we don't follow these instructions, we can, we can make it impossible for God's promises to land in our life. Now, I'm not saying that God's like, doesn't want to give us his promises because we've been naughty. It's not that. It's that when we're wavering all over the place, living this kind of random life just because we, we're imitating culture around us or imitating our upbringing, it has nothing to do with God's instructions. When we're waggling all over the place, it just makes it hard for God's promises to land. For one, we may not know what those promises are, so we're not prepared to receive something we've never heard of. Um, we may be living in such a way that God's promises come into our life and then fall right back out because we don't have a life that they can stick to, a life that can hang on. We don't have a life that has enough space for what God wants to give us because we've crowded it with other things. And so he says, follow these instructions and then you'll be successful in everything that you do. But you gotta know what, what's in here to do that. So there's, there's two ways that we, we uh, fall afoul of following God's instructions. And the first way is we just don't know them. We just don't know what they are. So there's a remedy in this that God gives Joshua for that. Verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Study this and meditate on this day and night. So that's part of what you come to church for. To, to learn how to study and meditate on this word day and night. We're studying the word right now. We're studying Joshua right now. I found things in here I never noticed before. But this is just 30 minutes on a Sunday. This, that isn't meditating on it day and night. So the question is, what does Lakeland, this community, do for you that helps you to meditate on the word of God day and night? I know. We've been thinking about this all winter and spring. And we have an offering now, and I want to share that with you, most of you for the first time this morning, to help us meditate on the word day and night. For years, we have had, for our discipleship pathway through the church, milestones. And we're still going to have milestones for kids, uh, because uh, that language just makes sense. People think kids, milestones, mi kids should have milestones. That makes sense. For the adults, it's always been a little confusing. You should do the milestones. What's that? Well, that's our growth path. Oh, so then we thought, well, why don't we just call it growth path? And then we can eliminate that first question. So if you're familiar with milestones, what was it? It was our growth path, a growth path. So it's similar. Um, we're also going to make it a little easier for people at the beginning to become involved in that. So if you were to become a follower of Jesus today, 
or to say that you want to be baptized today, you could begin on our growth path. You would just take one of those cards out of the back of the front of the seat there and, and fill that out because we're just meeting you. And you would uh, check that you, know, you wanted to become a follower of Jesus. You wanted to be baptized. You would take that out to the newcomers area. And there's a team there every Sunday in case that's the Sunday you decide that you want to begin. And they do with you Discover Faith. Discover Faith is a one-hour conversation that gets you started growing in your faith and gives you just a week's worth of things um, that can help you in your first week on the growth path. Now, it's like four or five different things. I'm just going to focus on one this morning because it came from Joshua. And one of, the, one of the things that will help you grow is to read your Bible daily. And so if you in Discover Faith and you don't have a Bible, we have some awesome study Bibles that we will give you. So everyone can have a Bible, all different age Bibles available. And then you get a reading plan that has six weeks of Bible reading. And this is not a new part-time job for you, like, oh, now I'll do this four hours a day. It's like one or two chapters. It's like 10 minutes a day. But in those, in those first six weeks, it has two weeks on just the teachings of Jesus and his life. It has two weeks that kind of overview the New Testament. And it has two weeks that overview the Old Testament. And this would just be a great way for you to get your feet wet in meditating on this instruction day and night. For those of you that are a little farther along than that, but you've never become members of Lakeland and never really joined the mission here and said, this is my church home, I want to grow here. You would do Discover Lakeland. Discover Lakeland is our first month for, on the growth path. And it starts similarly. You would take that card and fill that out and put, you know, I want to do, I want to join the church and start growing in faith here. And you take that to the same newcomers area and the same team can start you in Discover Lakeland. Now, Discover Lakeland is a four-part series of one-hour conversations. And it lays more foundation um, it does a lot of different things, but I'm, again, just going to focus on what Joshua gave us today. It also encourages you to read your Bible daily, and there you can get uh, like a three-month reading plan, and it's still just five or ten minutes a day. But that reading plan, the three-monther, um, gives you a couple of chapters from every book of the Bible. So as you're becoming strong in the church here, you, in three months you'll be able to say, I haven't read the whole Bible yet, but I've read something from all 66 books. I have a really nice overview and foundation laid. In Discover Lakeland, you can start at any time. Folks are always ready. You can complete them in any order. We know that people travel and miss Sundays, so you can do three and then miss one and then do one, two, and then four. However it works for you, we'll help you track that, and that gives you strong in the church. Now, for the rest of us who have been members, you know, for a long time, we're going to start the first year on the growth path, and that one's called Discover Growth. And we're going to be able to sign up for Discover Growth here in just a moment. So if you just want to take your phone out and open your app, we'll get to that in a second. But Discover Growth is your first year on the growth path. And in that one, um, it's actually three six-month sessions. Six-month. That's not even a year, is it? Um, <laughs> especially not three of them, three, three six-week sessions scattered throughout the year. And that's where we lay down um, our spiritual disciplines. 
Okay, that's where we, 16 spiritual practices that have helped Christians in the scriptures and throughout church history grow closer to God. And we're going to do that all together. And that's what most of us will be doing this fall because uh, it's new. It's never existed before. So your first year on this growth path would be that we all do Discover Lakeland together uh, come this fall. And you all want to do that because fall of 2024, we'll launch Discover Scripture. And Discover Scripture is a one-year journey, weekly, and we go through the whole Bible, all the major books of the Bible, all the eras of biblical history, and we get a strong foundation in the Scriptures, in Discover Scripture, your second year on the growth path. And so you see the foundation that's being laid, strong in the church, strong in the spiritual practices, strong in the Bible. And in that, in Discover Scripture, you'll get your opportunity to begin to say, I've read the whole Bible. Because so many Christians say, I live my life according to the Bible, but you know, I've never read it, or it's been a long, long time since I read it. So we're going to alter that course, and we're going to give everyone here a strong foundation. Now, in 2025, you'll see other growth paths open up that don't have a sequence. Those will be based on who are you, and what's your, how does God meet with you uniquely from other people? And what is his calling on your life? So after that, it fans out and you just can grow a whole variety of ways. But in those first two years of someone becoming a follower of Jesus in our church, everyone gets this strong foundation of spiritual, strong in the church, um, spiritual practices, and knowing the scriptures. And I think God's going to do amazing things in the lives of people and in the ministry of the church when we all have that strong foundation together. And that's what Lakeland is going to do to help you to meditate on the scripture day and night so that we may succeed in all we do and, and receive these promises of God. So that was a lot. So let's run over that again real quick. If you're becoming a follower of Jesus, you want to be baptized? You stay after church any Sunday you're ready and do Discover Faith. And that gives you stuff for your first week on the growth path. If you're ready to become a member of Lakeland and, and grow with us and become part of the mission, then you do Discover Lakeland. That's your first month on the growth path. Four conversations, any order. For all the rest of us who've been members a long time, this fall we'll go in together for Discover Growth um, in order to get our spiritual practices tight and do that all together um, and then uh, Discover Scripture starts next fall. So here's how we sign up for Discover Growth. So you've all got your app out, and here's how it works. Um, you go to the bottom buttons, and there's a button called Toolkit. That's tools you need for church. So you go to Toolkit, and up pops this second screen, and in the blue is the guidebook. The guidebook's like, show me the way around the church. So you press Guidebook. And there's your guidebook, a bunch of stuff you would love to know. What do you believe and how do you become a leader? Oh, there's growth path. That's what we're talking about, growth path. So press growth path. And then there's the, the four growth path steps that we have currently to talk about. And there's discover growth. And when you press discover growth, you can register then. It starts in the early fall. So I guess a lot of your phone batteries ran down because not everybody's pushing buttons. So... Um, well, once you get that charged up again, sign up for Discover Growth, and that's what we'll all be doing around tables this fall. And it's got great stuff, um, learning our spiritual practices, theology about who God is, getting to go out and practice and serve as a church. So uh, neat, neat stuff coming. 
Thank you all. Looking forward to seeing you in the fall. Now, I said there was two ways that we could run afoul of God's instructions, and the first way was to not know it, not know what God's scriptures say. What's the other? The other is that we panic. Uh, Whether we know God's instructions or not, uh, when things get scary, we panic. Um, Panicking could be, you know, that we drop out. Panicking could be that we settle or we we compromise what we believe or or what our morals are. Panicking could be that we run away. Um, Panicking could be uh, that we put it on a credit card or take out a payday loan. Panicking could be that we lash out in anger. Panicking could be that we relapse back into our our addiction. Uh, Panicking could be that we just stay in bed and ignore stuff and hope it'll go away. Or we sit in front of the TV or we sit and just swipe, 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 another TikTok, another YouTube short, you know, and just, oh, where'd all the time go? Because we're avoiding our pain. Um, Panic could be that we never, ever follow Jesus. We never get serious about our faith. We never um, become part of his church. We, We never cross over into the promised land. And we just end up with a lot of regrets because we panicked. But the Lord gives Joshua a remedy for panic here in this verse. Verse nine, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's the key, the remedy to panicking is to remember that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So when you feel those panic reactions coming on, and we all do, try first to remember all the times God has been faithful and all the things he has brought you through and all the good promises he has given you. And he will do those things again. He didn't do those things so that he could abandon you now. So don't panic. When the urge is very strong, just remember that all the times in the past when you and I have panicked, how did that turn out? Very, very bad, right? I mean, all the times that I knew I shouldn't have talked and I just had to talk anyway, regret that every time. All the times I take control because I'm going to make it better and I can fix everybody, very, very bad. Um, All the times I ignore things and hope they just go away. So, So just remember, you know, God has been faithful and when we panic, it never turns out good anyway. But remember this most of all. Every time that you have panicked, and we all do, Whenever you come anywhere near to swerving back onto God's path, there you find Jesus saying, there you are. Okay, come follow me. Let's go. I have a promise for you. You've never swerved back onto the path to find Jesus saying, oh no, not you. You've panicked like five times. I'm done. He's never answered you that way. You have had people answer you in your life that way. I mean, you have. You've had people tell you, oh, you messed up too big or you messed up too many times and and I'm done with you now and there is no forgiveness for you. But Jesus will never say that to you. He has never said that to you. He will never say that to you. As we swerve to the right or the left, even though he told us do not swerve to the right or the left, as we're crossing back over his path, he's always there saying, wait, 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 this way, this way. Follow my word. Let's go. I have this promise I've been waiting to give you. And here it is. Next week, we're going to be on the banks of the river. 
We're getting closer to talking about what this is. Next week, we're going to be on the banks of the river saying, what if I'm really comfortable with my relationship with God and where I am? What if I don't feel a big angst of a promised land and some raging river? Like, what does God say to me? And he does have a word in Joshua for that. So, so come back, and there's, there's, there's something here for everyone on the banks of the Jordan. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every person here. Uh, this morning, especially those who are looking across the flood at the mysteries of the promised land. Um, Lord, I pray every person here will know your word, know your promises, be able to receive them. Thank you, Lord, for our church. May we all come together um, this summer and this fall to learn from your word and grow together, lay a strong foundation. Lord, keep us from panic. Help us to remember you are faithful. Help us to remember that we don't control things so well. Help us to remember that you'll take us back no matter how many times we swerve to the right and left. Oh, we thank you for that most of all, Lord Jesus. Amen.